0: What is up, Eagles Nation? This is Kevin of Geek Legion on the first episode of Eagles Flight Weekly. As the name implies, this show is all about your Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to do my best to try to get a show out every week with the pandemic going on and all that nonsense. Plus, my day job, work for the post office. I'm working minimum five days a week, sometimes six, Uh, sometimes I've done eight, (laughs) maybe nine days in a row. So I will do my best to get content out while I can. Um, (laughs) It's gonna be a little tricky sometimes because there may not always be a lot of content. But you know what, we're gonna work with what we got. So for the first episode, I figured I was going to talk a little bit about the draft since I didn't have anybody really to talk to. I uh, grew up in a house of giant fans. I'm surrounded by giant fans now even at my job. So, like, I don't have many people to talk about Philly stuff with, you know. So I'm going to just get my thoughts out on the draft and specifically the first two picks because I feel like most people agree they're the most controversial. So I'm going to just... Spew my thoughts, I know the topic's been done to death by now, it's a little old, but hey, gotta start somewhere with the show. So, it's a tale of two Jalens. First, Jalen Rager. So, uh, going into the draft, I think we all can agree, oh boy, did we need some wide receivers. Wentz needed some weapons needed some weapons badly so at the start of last season we were all excited because we had Alshon Jeffrey we had Nelson Aguilar Zach Ertz, and then we brought back Deshaun Jackson and that first game against Washington you saw Wentz and Jackson pretty in sync the deep threat was back uh, and it was a beautiful thing to watch I was watching that game live on my lunch break When I was working at a uh, retail store. So I'm in the little break room. Screaming and applauding and clapping and shouting. As Wentz throws just down the field bullets at Jackson. Then we know what happens. Uh, He's gone week two with an injury. Doesn't come back for the rest of the season. All of a sudden. It just seems like. Wentz had nobody to throw it to. He had, like, no weapons, so at least he had no deep threat. But we still had Aguilar, we still had Jeffrey, Zacherts, Dallas Goddard. So things are going to be okay. Deshaun Jackson, come back in a few weeks, will be fine. Right, but uh, he never came back. Um, Aguilar forgot how to catch a ball. You know, somebody told me when he was signing his contract with the Raiders after we got rid of him... Uh, I was told that he dropped the pen trying to sign the contract. Think about that for a second. But seriously, like, Aguilar just all of a sudden, his production just plummeted. It's like he, he forgot how to. He, he forgot his football basics. Al, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, um, I wouldn't say he was terrible, but he definitely wasn't the Alshon Jeffrey that. We think of in Super Bowl 52. That's for sure. Not having Jackson. Obviously is a big. That's a big hurt right there. Uh, Zach Ertz was great. Then he got injured. But he still played. uh, For a little bit while injured. and He was still productive. But then he was out. Wentz did what he did. With Dallas Goddard. Who was great. And I love him. And then Greg Ward. Greg Ward. And, uh, you know, third string guys, practice squad guys, you know, it was, it was a mess. Uh, before we get back into receivers, I just want to talk about Wentz a little bit because, uh, it seems to be a pretty popular theory that Wentz is maybe a little bit overrated. He's not doing what he should be doing. I'm, I don't want to hear any of that. Right. He's at least a top 10 quarterback. And I think as long as he can stay through a whole season and not get hurt, he's a top five. First thing, last season, he got through the whole regular season, didn't have a problem, right? Yes, he got injured way early on in that Seahawks game. But let me tell you, if you had a big dude smack you in the head and then your head slammed off the ground, I bet you'd be feeling it too. So I'm not... I'm not gonna hold that one against Wentz. You got all the other injuries, and those are all fair game to critique. But I'm gonna give him a I'm gonna give him a pass on that one because whether the clown he hit was a dirty hit or not, at the end of the day, it happened. He got hit in the head, and his head bounced off the ground. That's gonna hurt. So I'm I'm gonna give him a pass there. So in the last two years, he's lost eight games. Uh, if I uh, let's see. In his first four seasons, he has the ninth most touchdown passes in NFL history, and that, keep in mind, of all the injuries he's had, right? That's pretty impressive by itself. He is fifth in Eagles history with 96 touchdown passes, and he can overtake McNabb as long as he stays relatively healthy. Uh, He only has 35 interceptions. He is the only quarterback in uh, NFL history to record 95-plus touchdowns and 35 or less interceptions in their first 54 games. He's the only one. Aaron Rodgers didn't do it. Brady didn't do it. Peyton Manning didn't do it. Only Wentz. Uh, There's 10 quarterbacks ahead of him in touchdown passes over the first four seasons. Russell Wilson is... Russell, let's try that again. Russell Wilson has also thrown fewer than 44 interceptions in his first four years. Only Wilson and Dan Marino have a higher passer rating. Um, that's pretty good company to be in. Right? <laughs> like, even if you don't want to put him... Like, he's not at... Like, okay, Wilson and Marino maybe have a little bit better stats here, a little bit better here. But, hey, Russell Wilson is... If he's not the best quarterback in the league, he's, what, top two? Maybe three? And Dan Marino's an all-time great, so that's pretty good company to be in. Uh, Over their last win with the Cowboys, Wentz was the first quarterback in NFL history to record 30 completions, no interceptions, in three consecutive games. Uh, I can keep going with stats if you need, but he can scramble, he can run, he can duck, he can dodge, he broke... Tons of records, tons of offensive records in the 2019 season, despite having pretty much no weapons, except like what Dallas Goddard and, you know, Boston Scott, some running, right? So, uh, I don't want to hear any of this nonsense that Wentz isn't the guy because I'm pretty sure he is the guy. You can be a little concerned about injuries, uh, but we'll get, we will get into that a little bit later. Going into this draft, we needed wide receivers. Howie Roseman said we were old and slow. We got to get young. We got to get athletic. We got to get fast. No one can deny we got a hell of a lot faster. We wanted speed. We got speed. So we'll start with Jalen Rager. Uh, I think a lot of people were upset we didn't get CeeDee Lamb. I was bummed by that too. Looking back at it, I feel like I'm more annoyed we didn't get CeeDee Lamb. I mean, yes, he is obviously a great receiver. But I think what made it sting was he was in reach, but Dallas got to him. I feel like if another team that wasn't such a bitter rival ended up getting CeeDee Lamb, I don't think we all would have been as mad as we were. But you know, it, it like, I'm just gonna pull a team out of my ass. You know, let's just say I don't know, Jacksonville made some kind of crazy deal or something and they got him, just for the sake of argument. Let's say Jacksonville or the Jets ended up getting him. Like, yeah, we'd be bummed we didn't get him, but I don't think we'd be angry. It was the fact that Dallas got him. That's why we were mad. But having a couple weeks to simmer Think rationally about it. I feel pretty good about uh having Rager. He's quick. He's a he's a small guy, but he has a big vertical leap. You can jump high, and he's fast. So let's say we got Deshaun Jackson back, and let's say he stays on the field. We got a fast deep threat there. uh Rager can be fast. He could be a deep threat. We could have him do. Yeah, no. We could probably have him do some other stuff as well. But basically, if we want people to catch the ball and to be fast, boy, can he do that? Um, some people may say they wanted Justin Jefferson. I could kind of understand that because you look at his college stats, and Jefferson was very consistent. He was good. Um, so Jefferson was more consistent. I think. If you look at his college stats, you can say, oh, my God, look at Jefferson. He's, like, such a better person. Why didn't we get him? Well, keep in mind that Justin Jefferson had a quarterback. It was a little guy named Joe Burrow. You maybe heard of him, you know, that that guy, that guy Joe. Yeah, so Jefferson was playing under him, which kind of gave him a little bit of an advantage, while our guy Rager did not. (laughs) He did not have the luxury of having a good quarterback being in a good place. He was just he was as old. like yes, his stats were not as good, but I'm not going to hold that all on him because he didn't get as many balls thrown his way so he had less catches, yet so less yardage. I think what Philly was doing and I think the rest of us need to do is look at situation like situational like situations, we have to look at situations where we could use an explosive play. There's no denying, Rager can be the guy. He can run in front of somebody, get you know, get open, get out there, throw him a ball, and he is flying down the field. He is flying to the red zone, into the end zone, hopefully. The main concern. I suppose you could have about him is some dropped catches. He's a young, he's a young kid. He's going to make some mistakes and I have faith that Doug and the rest of the coaching staff will hopefully be able to kind of get that stuff all figured out. Cause he's a young kid who's going to want to come in. He's going to want to put on his a game. He's going to want to play his best. He's going to want to live up to expectations. He's going to want to satisfy the team, the coaches, the fans. Unlike a vet like an Aguilar possibly even Alshon Jeffrey who may or may not have some weird issue with Wentz and maybe preferred Foles or who knows what was going on with all that. This is a brand new kid. He's fresh meat. He's new blood. He's not going to be biased in any way, so he's going to be giving it his all. So I think he's going to be able to develop He's going to be able to fix that issue. There's some questions about his attitude and maybe his focus. And I feel like being on the Eagles, being on a relevant NFL team with a good quarterback in Wentz, with the media and the fanatic crazed fan base that we are watching every play, every snap. I don't think he's going to have the luxury of not being focused, and I think the coaches here are gonna get that figured out. I have faith, I got faith that the coaches are gonna get him on the right path. We got a bunch of other receivers in the draft, including a trade, as you know, for Goodwin, and that's all good stuff. But my main thing was Rager, and now we gotta talk about Jalen Hurts, right? So this is the pick that has everybody across the league going nuts. Eagle fans are pissed that we got Hurts. Other teams were just questioning, why did you get him? And then some people just making fun of us, but hey, we're used to it, right? We're used to people making fun of us because nobody likes us. Here's the deal. Um, When we first drafted him, I thought it was a good move. Then as time went on, I uh, started to change my tune a little bit, and I wasn't sure how I felt. And now I'm kind of, generally speaking, uh, I guess I changed day by day. I think this is a good move, but I definitely do got some questions. Here's where it does make sense. So right now we got Wentz. He's the guy. We all agree. And we got Nate Sudfeld. He is the backup. He is the number two right now. Uh, Right? He is the number two. It's like official. Doug is expecting him to be the number two. So that's no question. So why did we get another quarterback if we got Nate Sudfeld? Well, Nate flat out said he wants to eventually be a starter. He wants to start a team. He doesn't want to be a backup forever. Okay, so why don't we just get some kind of cheap, you know, other receiver. Let's get some cheap quarterback. Let's get someone like a veteran who could be a backup. I don't know of many veterans who want to be a backup, who are willing to be a backup. Some will, sure, but like how many? We had Josh McCown, but uh, it's not many Josh McCowns out there. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. I was listening. It was either podcast or maybe it was a radio station, and somebody was fuming at this pick, and they're like, "They should have just got somebody like you know Joe Flacco." Why the hell would we want Joe Flacco? He won the Super Bowl that one year, and despite that, he was maybe average. He he's not a he's not a great quarterback, especially when our plan is to get young, athletic, and quick. And we have a quarterback that's pretty quick, can scramble, get out of the pocket. So, you want to have an old veteran backup who's not as mobile as our main guy? Guess what happens when you have an offense that's built on speed, and then your speed quarterback goes down, and you have someone who is not as fast take over? The whole thing is going to slow down, right? I'm not knocking Josh McCown because I. Resp- Listen, he's a vet he's been in the league for a long time and he put everything he got into that game against Seattle and i'm always going to give him nothing but the utmost love and respect for playing with everything he's got but the second he took over you like there was no shot and that's not knocking his ability it's just the playbook like The plays change the fundamentals, like the fundamentals of the offense change because the style of play changes. Throwing in all these practice squad guys and third stringers who maybe aren't as solid with plays and the book and routes, uh, now all of a sudden have to adjust to a completely different quarterback. It was, it was chaos. So you know in like a year or two, getting back to my main point, getting back like a year or two, Southfield's probably going to be gone, right? Uh, So he's going to be gone. Why spend lots of money or a decent amount of money on a vet, <laughs> possibly, possibly injury-prone vet, possibly old and slow, when you can just use a draft pick on Jalen Hurts who is no doubt talented and no doubt athletic have him cheap for a couple years train him to be the backup so i'm all, i'm all good with that Hertz can also potentially like be used in maybe punt return kickoff situations special teams maybe he could be used in those kinds of explosive situations where we can get some big plays possibly, so that's another benefit. I'm cool with that. Um, some people said he could potentially be used like to run, maybe catch the ball, maybe. I mean that's possible. I wouldn't put it past Doug to do something like that because, you know, Philly special, other trick plays, they're probably finding use for him. Um, you can't do that. <laughs> You can't do that all the time because if he's not on the field for, like, 20 minutes, then he comes on for, like, one play. You see him rush onto the field, you know something's up. But uh, that that I suppose that's still an option. The only thing that is a little weird is if you think about the idea of there being two quarterbacks on the field at the same time. My concern is, let's say Hertz is going to have the ball, and maybe he's going to throw to somebody. That would make Wentz eligible to be, you know, hit, right? And my concern is, if the goal is to help Carson as much as we can give him as many weapons, keep him standing upright, give him time, give him whatever he needs. I don't know if I want to put Wentz in that situation where he can just get demolished and steamrolled by people. Because if I'm the defense, and I see Jalen Hurts has the ball, and I see Wentz standing there, I'm going to go for Wentz and try to take him out. It only makes sense. So I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put him in that spot. And I don't necessarily think Philly... Is going to do that? But you can't help but think about it because, I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting situation drafting another quarterback like this and judge the pick, justify it, or just process it. Your brain thinks of all these different scenarios and use cases, how we're going to want to use him in what situation. And after a while, I think you start to drive yourself a little crazy, at least I know I have. There's no denying he's a good talent, and I'm glad at some point in the future he's going to be the number two. Um, the most obvious reason we got him, and I can't really blame the Eagles, is Wentz's injury-prone past. Now, I was just defending him a couple minutes ago about last season, and I'm still going to defend him on that. Like I said, you get hit in the head by, you know, clowny, and then your head slams and bounces off the ground... You'd be in pain too, so I'm still gonna give him a pass on that. But that doesn't mean you can ignore all the other injuries that have happened with Wentz, right? You know, ACL, knee issues, and back. God, I don't remember everything. Let's let's look up real quick. Let's look up Carson Carson Wentz injuries. I'm actually having I'm actually having an issue remembering all of his injuries. Here's an article. Let's see. 2015, he broke a nose in his throwing. Wait, broken nose. Oh, boy. I need some coffee. Broken bone in his throwing wrist. The required surgery. He missed eight weeks. Uh, 2016, hairline fracture in his ribs. Missed the preseason but played all 16 regular season games. 2017, here's the big one. The grade 3 tear of the ACL and LCL. Uh, missed the remainder of 2017 season, the postseason, and the first two games of 2018. Then of 2018, Wentz had back spasms. He missed the ending chunk of, of the 2018 season. And then obviously last year, Clowney hit him in the head. Again, was a foul play. Maybe, maybe not, but It is what it is. That's the stuff you can't ignore. You can't ignore the uh, four years of injuries. Some people are tanks. I'm going to actually reference the Giants. Eli Manning. Right? Eli Manning, was uh, his first year was 2004. Uh, Kurt Warner was the starter. And then once they gave the reins to Eli, Eli was the guy. He was the guy for the Giants, all the way till Ben McAdoo benched him for whatever stupid reason. And, real quick about that, I'm just going to say if you wanted to bench Eli and you wanted to see what talent you had, why didn't you play the rookie you had? Instead, you put Geno Smith. You know who Geno Smith is. He's mediocre best, otherwise, he sucks. You saw him play for the Jets. You know what he is. You're going to bench Eli Manning for that guy. But anyway. Anyway. Back Back to Philly. That's why we need a good backup. Lest we forget 2017. Super Bowl 52. Obviously Nick Foles came in. It's history. We're always going to love Nick Foles. Because of what he did. Having a you know having a backup quarterback come in to the like, coming coming having a backup quarterback come in and then light up the field and continue to carry your team that's a pretty Philly thing when you think about it right cuz you don't have expectations for like a backup quarterback when Wentz went, when when wench was gone in 2017 and Nick Foles popped up uh everybody's like oh well it was a good run this was a fun season but you know we'll come back next year all of a sudden one broad street having a parade celebrating cuz our guy our backup guy the guy that nobody had faith in won the whole damn thing so there is plenty of evidence to justify having a good backup you can argue that perhaps we didn't have to use a second round pick on him that's you you could it that's a tough one because i could be pulled in either direction you could totally say he's a good kid but he wasn't going to be in the second round you could have probably picked him in the third round yeah that's that's fair maybe maybe you could have but if you're set on the guy and you know like hey We have plans for him, and here he is. We want him. I'm not gonna fault them for getting him, you know. It's like, it's like when uh, again going back to the Giants, right? When everybody was making fun of the Giants, like, oh my God, they used their pick on Daniel Jones. Like that kid, they used it on Jones, and yeah, he needs to work a little bit on his accuracy, and maybe you know some. Ball control to minimize fumbles, but uh, I was at the uh, Giants Eagles game at MetLife Stadium the end of last year, and I'll tell you that Jones made some pretty good throws. He's he's no joke. He's not he's not somebody to laugh at, you know. With some time, Jones is going to be good. And I guess Gettleman and the Giants realize that, and they're like, we don't want to take the chance. He'll be gone. We need him. So we're going to use our pick on Daniel Jones, and if they can work out some of those issues, I would say that's a good move. If the Eagles feel that way about Jalen Hurts, then do it. I just hope there is a plan in place. I hope it's not just like, oh, he's a really good talent. Let's get him. And then they realize, like, ah, crap. Now what are we going to do? Because you put all that money. This is, I guess, really my big concern now. You put all that money to Wentz. Uh, If you brought in Hurts to be, like, a possible trade bait, you're going to have to play Hurts a lot to show people, like, oh, see what this kid can do? See how good he is? Um. But you're not gonna do that because you gave Wentz all that money. You gave him franchise you gave him franchise leading money. And he's gonna lead your franchise. So, uh not sure if I take not sure if I view him as just being trade bait. I don't think I don't think that's why the Eagles got him. But I mean, who knows? I I can't read how he's I can't I mean I can barely speak half the time so what do i know but anyway i'm probably just gonna call it here for this episode it's episode one gonna do smaller one i got some other work to do plus i gotta edit this and some other podcasts so that's basically it from my opinion on the first two draft picks i don't know what i'm gonna cover next week we'll see if more news comes out we'll see what's gonna happen but uh once we get into preseason and the regular season, you know, assuming everything goes on, we don't know with COVID 19, the world changes, feels like every day, if not every couple hours. So, assuming everything goes on as planned, we're gonna have a lot more to talk about, and I'm gonna be active breaking down games, breaking down big plays, doing what I can, to talk about Philly and talk about the Eagles. In the meantime, everybody, I'll see you next week. Fly, Eagles. fly.